Welcome, everybody. Third official Greyhound Time podcast. I'm Armand Siraji. And I'm Jimmy Malone. And a little bit of a change from what we said in last week's episode. We are not, in fact, here with Ahmad Wesson and Jalen Williams, but Sarah Stemler, captain of the varsity girls tennis team this year. Sarah, how's it going? Uh, it's going pretty well. Can't complain. Glad to be here. Cool. Okay, so we just have a couple questions that we're going to ask you, and then, um, yeah, we'll be, we'll be on our way. All right. Uh, yeah, so uh, I know a lot of people aren't really familiar with what's going on in girls' tennis this year, so uh, just give us a little rundown of how your season's going so far. All right, so you guys kind of talked about this, but we have a pretty big team comparatively. Um, so we have a lot of girls. Some of the girls... Um, towards the the lower end of varsity kind of float back and forth between varsity and JV um, but that hasn't really been a problem um, we're doing pretty well our record so far is um, four and four so that's a huge increase from what it has been the past few years so we have a lot of energy on the team and it's looking pretty good uh, so how much of that do you think is attributed to either the new coach or the new schemes that he's put in such as increasing the number of girls on the team yeah, so I think a big thing that the new coach brings to the table is his attitude, which a lot of us weren't used to it in the beginning. Like he kind of he kind of enforces these things like high fiving in between every point, and um, he's really good at pumping us up and things like that. I think that positive attitude is really good for us, um, and it's something that we're not used to, but we're getting used to it. Um, so. I think the, the team-building aspect of it has been really good and has helped us out a lot. Um, you're coming here fresh off a match. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, what happened in that match today? Uh, it was a little rough, not going to lie. We played MICDS, so we weren't really expecting any wins going in. But um, it wasn't too bad. Um, singles was a little bit tougher. They have some really strong girls, and they switched some of them out. Um, but overall, it was better than most of us expected. So are you guys 4-4 four, four now or 4-5? Four, so after today, we're 4-5. Four, 4-5, five. Four, five. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't know how tennis works, really. I mean, I'm not that aware. So just yeah, at least like for myself. Yeah, you're just talking about yourself. Yeah, at least, <laughs> <laughs> at least for myself. Can you kind of explain um, how the matches work, how the scoring works when there's different girls playing at different times, stuff like that? All right, so every match we start off with doubles. So um, it kind of depends on how many players the other team has, and that determines how many of our players go on. So um, usually we have anywhere from four to six doubles teams go on first. We play usually an eight-game pro set, no add, which means that you play um, games first to eight wins. You have to win by two. And um, when you get to deuce, you don't play add, which is just how you have to win by two each game. So um, it makes it a little bit quicker, and it lets us transfer over pretty fast. And then we do the same thing for singles. So singles go on right after doubles. Um, I think the top six singles count towards the final score. Um, And we also usually do eight-game pro sets for singles. And then the game wins and losses are added up at the end. And then whichever team has the most uh, wins comparatively wins the whole match. Um, yeah, for sure. So um, <laughs> with uh, 
with singles and doubles, how does your mindset and strategy kind of change going from um, those two kind of games? Yeah, so there are a lot of girls that prefer either singles or doubles. I myself prefer doubles just because I enjoy um, the chemistry that I have with my partners and kind of figuring out all that positioning. Singles, there's obviously a little bit more pressure on you um, to do well, so a lot of the responsibility falls on you, but some girls appreciate that, um, and they like, you know, they trust themselves to do pretty well in singles, so... Um, yeah, there's definitely a difference there. It really just depends on, um, your opinion. So do you guys have, uh, certain people that only play doubles or only play singles? Yeah. So sometimes when there are teams that have, um, few players, what we'll do is we'll have, um, people play either just singles or just doubles so that we can rotate all the girls in to have playing time. Um, if there's a big team, we'll usually have most girls playing both. Um, being a senior leader, team captain, uh, what's your role in the games, helping other girls, helping the younger girls on the team, underclassmen, stuff like that? So a lot of my role, and also um, Grace and Sonia's team captains, has been mostly outside of the actual gameplay. So um, – I don't know if you guys saw, but our float was pretty fire. Not going to lie. It was, it was a good float. <laughs> it, it was a good float. So there was a lot of blood, sweat, tears that went into that float. So we, we spent like four hours on that one night and then like three hours the next morning. It was, it was a lot of work. We had a lot of girls out there with some drills and some hammers and stuff. So my dad was teaching us all how to use the power tools. So that stuff is kind of fun. So it's more like organizing, coordinating the team building stuff that happens outside of the actual playing time. And then it also comes along with, you know, staying all the way through everyone's matches, even after you finish your own, just to cheer them on all the way to the end. So um, can you give us a couple players to watch for um, for the remainder of the year going into districts? Yeah, so um, Sonia Saw has been on varsity pretty much all four years. She floated her freshman year, but um, she's been having a pretty strong season. Um, she's pretty strong in singles, so she's a player I definitely look for in singles. We also have um, Natalie House, who's a new student this year. She's also a senior, um, and she, um, she plays up top. She's definitely really strong. She has been playing with Sonia in doubles for the past few matches, and they have really, really good chemistry. So, yeah, it's the two people to look out for. Um, <clears throat> next year, uh, what kind of underclassmen, sophomores, uh, freshmen, even juniors, are going to be the leaders of the team? So Madeline Blatt, who's a current junior, um, is doing pretty well. She's always been um, top four for her varsity career. So she'll definitely be up there next year. Um, we also have Sarah Centeno and Anna Walsh, who are pretty strong. They'll probably be they'll probably be in captain positions next year as well. Um, yeah. What's your guys' goal this year? I think I mean we we're already pretty proud of our record, which it might not sound like a good record, but again, just comparatively, it's it's looking pretty good. I mean, we're winning um, a little bit under half of our matches, which is a huge step up for us. So I'd say just to continue that trend and maybe make some progress in districts. So during the first episode, um, there was a lot of backlash after Jimmy and I referred to the matches as tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> so 
how many matches do you guys have left? So we have a match. So it's a very condensed season. So we have a lot of matches every week, but it pretty much fits into the month of September, a little bit into early October. So we have a match against Burroughs tomorrow, which will be pretty tough. Um, we have Kirkwood on Friday, which should be pretty easy. And then um, we have, I think, two matches um, early next week before district. So we should be we should be wrapping up the season in the next week or so. So do you guys have seedings for district two? Yeah, so we do. So there's rules that Misha has about your each individual player's ranking, like their ranking numbers in singles to add up to be a certain number. So that's how so that it's basically so that coaches can't manipulate their players too much and so that it's pretty evenly distributed. So there will be seedings that the coaches have to formally send in before districts comes around and then after that time you can't really do a lot of shifting. Do you guys have seedings as teams as well? So like would Clayton be like ranked like the one yeah. seed and two seed? Yeah, I think we do. And we're also <clears throat> in so there's like an A conference and a B conference. We're mm -hmm. in the B conference this year, so that determines which teams will be playing in districts. And then I think we do have a seeding, but that doesn't really affect a whole lot in terms of which teams we're playing because districts is an all inclusive tournament, so we'll be playing most teams. Um, what are the big things that you've learned from uh, playing tennis and being on the varsity team? So tennis is a very mental game, I'd say. Because it's played point by point, there's a lot that you have to think about and a lot that goes through your head. So um, that is one thing that I've struggled with, is kind of getting frustrated and just having to get back into each new point with just a new mindset. Um, so that's more of like a, a singles challenge that I've had to go through. I think for doubles... Um, something that's really useful for a lot of players is just learning how to work well and move well with another person. And there are a lot of calls that you have to call out to each other um, so that you can communicate during the game. And I think that's just a useful life skill. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to say? Uh, I think that's it. I, I support Greyhound Time and what you guys are doing. Big uh, fan. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Great conversation we had there with Sarah Stemmler. And we also got the chance to sit down with uh, quarterback of the football team, Ty Suker, and wide receiver, Ozzie Kyle. Okay, we are here today with quarterback Ty Suker and wide receiver Ozzy Kyle. Boys, how we doing? I'm doing good. Doing well. Excited for the game tonight. Like you mentioned just now, Ladue game tonight. Very big game. Uh, they won state last year, considered a powerhouse in both the state and in our uh, kind of district region area. So uh, how do you guys prepare for a game like that? Um, well, preparing for any game, you, you can't worry about that no matter who the opponent is. You can only control yourself, and uh, you can't worry about them no matter who it is. Um, our coach has a nice game plan. <laughs> nice. Um, keep, no, just keep going. So, just yeah, forget about Oz. Just keep going. <laughs> coach put together a nice game plan. We're going to mix up formations a lot, keep the defense on their toes, um, and we're going to try to put up some points. Nice. Ozzy, any... Uh, I think Coach Verby did a really good job. Uh, he had all the formations that Ledoux's run, their most po uh, popular plays. We went through a lot on defense, so we got to look at what they usually run, and it'll help us in the game. 
Uh, so you guys also played them last year. Um, how different is how different does their team look from last year? Um, like I said, we don't focus too much about the other team who they have, but uh, we know they got their quarterback returning. A lot of their linemen are still there, and uh, linebackers. Most of their defense is still intact. Um, it's not as scary a team as last year is what the what our coach has been telling us all week. So uh, we're just gonna go out there and play our game. Anything to add? All good. All right, Ozzy's all good. Um, kind of looking at the whole season, what have you guys done differently um, from last year? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I think we've. Uh, really came together as a team more last year. I think the upperclassmen and lowerclassmen were really separated last year. This year it seems to be more of uh, a team. We're all connected. I think this is due to a lot of new players coming out. A lot of freshmen and sophomores never played before. And so the veterans are really taking it, uh, talking to them and helping them kind of discover football. Yeah, I mean, last year we had a great, great team. We had three guys go on to play college football, and we lost a lot of talent. But we also are returning a lot of guys. Um, Ozzy's coming back, and we got a lot of young guys coming out. Um, Jalen Pearson, who was mentioned in a previous podcast, Derek Chapman, and I started naming names. I'm going to forget someone. But <laughs> there's a lot of young guys. We're, we're, uh, we're excited about the future. Um, obviously, this is my last year, but uh, – um, the, the football team's going to have some guys that play for them in the future. So you mentioned the younger guys, but uh, what was your initial reaction when you heard guys like Nick and Cooper and Ahmad were all coming out this year, uh, having never played football before, but first year on the team? Uh, what, was, like, what was your initial reaction when you heard that they were going to play this year? I mean, it's awesome. It's great news. It's, I mean, a lot of them are starting now. It's incredible. It, it's a testament to our coaching. It's a testament to their athleticism, and it goes to show – Look, we need guys. We need athleticism always. If you come out, you can have a shot at playing and have a good time. Um, uh, the merger with Maplewood um, fell through at the beginning of the season, but uh, we kind of figured out that we didn't really need it as much as we thought just because of how many extra guys came out for the team. So what was your guys' reaction to um, the possible merger and then um, it falling through? I was uh, originally excited for it because last year we had 30-ish players, which is hard to field a varsity team with that little players. But as the season started, I saw our numbers getting higher. I uh, forgot kind of about it, thought less about it. So I think it would still help out having more players. It's never a bad thing to have subs, but I think – uh, now that we have a lot more players, it <clears throat> no, we don't really need it as much. Yeah, like Ozzy said, um, the depth this year is um, something we really improved with. and uh, But we, it's definitely something we should pursue next offseason. De de depth is so important, especially in football, injuries, stuff happens. You need guys. You need as many guys as you can get. So, Ozzy, <laughs> your career the past three years so far has been pretty – Pretty constant. You've been a receiver and, and a safety all all three years, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. Ty, <laughs> you had a couple ups and downs in terms of where you were playing. Mm -hmm. um, so you started as a corner. No, you started as a quarterback. Started as a quarterback. Then went to a defensive back. Played defensive back and wide receiver sophomore year. And then back to quarterback your junior year. Quarterback and a little defensive. <laughs> oh, 
quarterback a little bit sophomore year and then quarterback junior year, quarterback senior year. So what do you think changed going from your sophomore year to your junior year that you had um, such a big jump? Because obviously you personally had a great year last year, broke the school touchdown record, um, athlete of the week a couple times. So you were the post-dispatch athlete too, athlete of the week too, right? Uh, yes. After the Jennings game? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do you think changed going from your sophomore year to your junior year that helped you make that big jump? Well, I mean, our team, we had, like I said, we had three guys end up playing college football. It was James Glenn, Jeremiah, and uh, um, uh, Reese, Reese Barnett. <clears throat> and we also had Rob, Rob playing wide receiver and Liam Simkiss at left tackle. We were just, we had a great team. Our line was so solid and Lots of guys who could catch the ball, and it was fun. It's fun throwing to guys like that, you know. Um, and they make it easy throwing to guys like that. It's it's a good time. What did you learn from um, both of you guys from uh, previous players on the team? So maybe some guys that graduated last year, or the year before. Uh, I learned a lot. My freshman year, I was on kickoff a few times throughout the year, but nothing very much. So it was a lot of scout uh, offense and scout defense. Uh, people, like, especially uh, I learned a lot from Jimmy Adams. He would uh, let you know what you did wrong. Sometimes it was a little hurtful, but he got the point across. Sophomore year, I started playing a little more. We had some injuries. I uh, started playing defense, not really offense, but people, Henry, my brother, Joe, they were always helpful, kind uh, made sure uh, I was happy to be out there. And then this year, it's kind of reversed. I am talking to the under uh, lowerclassmen <coughs> to help them understand football. Yeah, Hen- Henry and Joe from last year, you just always there to pick you up. It's awesome to have guys like that. And Rob would Rob is the main guy who stands out to me. He would always be talking to me, telling me uh, <laughs> how to throw the ball. You know, he... Uh, taught me I hadn't played much football before that, but he he knew he knew stuff and he'd be sure to talk to me and I appreciated that. So uh, last week was a homecoming game against Normandy. Uh, obviously not the result you wanted, but Ozzy, you had a great game uh, catching the ball and Ty, you as well throwing the ball. Um, Thank you. Mainly to Ozzy. Yeah. But um, so, what is kind of going on through your head during a game like that when uh, things? don't always uh, go your way, and especially at the end of the game, they scored a touchdown late. Um, so what did what were the scenes kind of like in the locker room after after a game like that? Well, it's 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 never easy. It's You, you want to blame yourself first, but, I mean, it's, it's rough. It's tough. I mean, I don't know what to say about it. Uh, it's, it sucks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, everyone's kind of angry, upset with certain plays. Maybe they'll go back to in their head and think of one or two plays that they could have done something that maybe stopped a first down, stopped a touchdown. But really it's how the team can come together after a loss, especially a close one like that with 12 seconds left and scoring a touchdown. So I think that's what, what we have to prove this week. Big rivalry game. What are... Uh, how is it like playing on the field where it might, might get a little chippy? Uh, there's a lot of emotions on the field. How does that feel? Well, it's especially uh, 
it's something you got to control. Obviously, we, we can't take penalties, especially against such a talented opponent. Um, can't let it get to you. Um, there's going to be shoving from both sides, you know. Um, it's just something you can't you can't respond to. You got to stay in your game, play your game, and uh, let them do whatever they're going to do. Yeah, they've uh, they throw a few cheap shots last year. They did poking Joe Free on the eye, and I think also James Glenn. Yep. So that all obviously gets you very angry at them, makes you want to do it because they did it. Why can't I do it? But you have to stay in your mind, stay focused on the game, especially for like an important player like Tyler. They're probably trying to hurt him as much as they can. Any chance they get, they're going to try to take him out of the game. All right, so um, we've never – the two of us have never worked with Coach Barnes, um, but we've heard nothing but great things about him from um, Coach Hudson, mm-hmm. um, basically every teacher at Clayton. I know you guys really like him. For sure. Um, yes. So if you could describe Coach Barnes with one word, what word would you describe him as? One word. One word. I'll uh, give you two, Ozzy. I'll let you know. <laughs> two words. Um, I'd say, uh, passionate, passionate. He, he, you can tell he really cares. He cares about winning. He cares about all of us as players, as men. <coughs> um, he just wants what's best for us and he can get in your face a little bit, but we know he's got a reason for it and he, he wants to win as much, maybe probably more than any of us do. And it's, it shows the way, the way he coaches and, um, the way he's been able to turn this program around a little bit. Uh, this sounds uncreative, but I think Tyler. Nah, Tyler's you gotta pick a new word. You gotta pick a new word. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be here for five minutes. <laughs> All, right. All right, fine. Just talk about Coach Barnes. I'll, 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 I think uh, just use a synonym. Okay, a word that is similar to to I passion. I can't think of a synonym. Synonym <laughs> for passionate. <laughs> All right, so we're just, so, I'm gonna okay. say, I'm gonna have a different reason why. He's okay, passionate. okay, okay. I think he's also passionate because he doesn't only he's I'll call him kind. Good. He doesn't okay. only I like care it. I like it. about us on the football field. He cares a lot about us as developing young men and in the classroom. He makes sure all of our grades are up. He's constantly making sure that none of us do bad things in school. He's always talking with our teachers uh, at the beginning of the season. Uh, Every past three years I've been here with him, always first day, uh, or right before first day of school, make sure everyone sits in the first three rows of class. Mm-hmm. He's on us about school and being good people, so I think that really helps us grow as young men. All right, one last question. Um, going into the rest of the season, what is your goal? What do you look to accomplish? Our goal is to always win as many games as we can. Um, we got some winnable games coming up, and we we got to capitalize. We've missed out on opportunities earlier in the season, and it's time to turn that around. We got Ledoux and then a few Parkway schools, um, and then I think we're finished on both Afton. We got to, I mean, win as many as we can. Don't blow opportunities because um, it's important. Uh, yeah, I think we just need to win as many games as we can. We need to play our game, not – uh, play to the level that our opponent is at. Mm-hmm. We've done that in the past, and that hasn't worked out well. All right.
Good luck tonight. And thank you, boys, for coming on. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Great conversation we just had there with Ty Sucre and Ozzy Kyle. Uh, obviously a big game today, like we mentioned, against Ledoux. Uh, and after the soccer team won on Monday, I know that the football team uh, is going to be looking to respond in some way. Yeah, definitely exciting uh, all around the CHS athletics program. Excited to see what they do tonight against Ledoux. Big matchup, challenging matchup, up to the challenge. So in other news around um, Clayton sports, the girls' team, I believe, the girls' golf team, I believe they're done with their season. Like, they have districts still, but they're done with the regular season. Possibly. And their record is an impeccable 8-1, and one, or 8-0-1. Oh there was some controversy regarding one of the, uh, the tournaments. I don't really know what yeah, it was. Yeah, so <clears throat> basically what happened is um, against Ledoux, Match against Ledoux um, ended in a tie. And um, to my knowledge, the tiebreaker is if one of the girls has a max score. So um, one of the girls on Ledoux ended up having a max score, um, which was one more than Clayton. So Clayton gets the win, which is the tiebreaker. So I believe that's what went down, but... Uh, not 100%. Definitely could ask Miss Shelley or Reagan or Sophie Thompson, one of the girls that's on the team. To my knowledge, that's what happened. Um, either way, girls golf had a great year, um, especially compared to what they did last year. This year has been outstanding so far, and I know they're looking to continue that. Is it an 8-1 uh, eight, eight record? 8-1, and one, I think, yeah. Wow, impressive. Um, girls field hockey. Um First of all, we'd just like to take a moment to congratulate the seniors. Uh, senior night was last night on, on Thursday, September 26th. Um, so we'd just like to congratulate Leah Levinson, Jelani Christmas, and Kaylee Ross. Uh, they all played on the team for four years. Um, a couple a couple second-team all-conferences for, for Kaylee and, and Jelani. So... Just all around great careers for them, and we like and to de thank definitely them a good did. way for them to go out with the amount of success the field hockey team has had after a few years of struggles. Uh, coming around senior season, uh, nine of four this year yeah, going into this, going into districts. That's great. Last year it had a losing record below five hundred, but uh, this year it turned around. Very nice. Um, the softball team also has has been playing extremely well. Um, again, we've been proved wrong from what we were saying in the first episode, that they might not even have enough people to have a team this year. But they are they're playing very well. Their record last year, obviously not as great, but this year they really turned it around, uh, and they, they had the opportunity to, to put together a great year. Yeah, definitely a nice turnaround, similar to the field hockey team. Uh, a lot of the teams this year are actually having a lot of turnarounds. Yeah, we're Talking about sure. girls, golf, field hockey, softball. Um, love to see it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the soccer team uh, is continuing their undefeated record. Uh, yesterday, after a 2-1 win against Sekman, two of those goals coming from senior Dylan Flynn, um, who is really, after James Dooley left uh, last year, has really taken on the, the bulk of the, the workload. Yeah, leading goal scorer on the team. And um, when we talked to those boys from the soccer team um, a few
few episodes ago. Um, they were saying that they believe that they could be as good, if not better, than last year. And when they said that, I was thinking about Dooley. I was thinking about that team from last year. I was like, I don't know. But now they're putting together this undefeated season so far, and it's looking like it's possible. Um, so going on with the, with the topic of the, of the boys' soccer team, Monday, win against Ledoux. Great game there. Um, Huge. Came right down to the wire. Like, right down to the wire. Wow. Um, ben Brewer scores a goal with four minutes left in the game. Um, but you could kind of feel that goal coming because they had been putting to, together a nice string of attacks. So, And, you know, you talk about the team. You got to talk about the student section. The amount student of, section went crazy. Mountain amount of students coming out definitely had Ledoux rattled. Uh, it, it was buzzing. It was. It was a very exciting game to be a part of. Um, and even more important because, obviously, a, a rivalry game. But more importantly than just being a rivalry game was the fact that this basically locked up the one seed for Clayton in the district uh, seating. Yeah, the- definitely big, especially after losing last year to that Ledoux team uh, in the district. In the district uh, finals, yep. Yeah, it's uh, you know, a great way to uh, show them that you know, we're on top. And for some of these seniors, um, I know that they were they were pretty upset after after last year's loss. Uh, I mean, even today, if you'll bring it up, some of them still don't want to talk about it. So I know that this was a really great opportunity for them to uh, avenge that game. But you also they but they also realize that it's not over. They are exactly. they, almost assuredly going to see Ledoux in the finals exactly. if they make it this year. Still a when they make it, a, not if they make it, when they make exactly. it. Exactly. Still a good chance they see Ledoux again. Mm-hmm in that district uh, playoff, you know. So we're going to see what happens with that. Um, but definitely looking good for that team. So, so far, overall, a great um, great showing by Clayton Athletics this year uh, for the fall sports. Some of the seasons are starting to come to a close. Um, as we saw that there was a... Uh, I believe girls tennis is... Girls uh, tennis is coming to a Regular close well. season has one more match? One, I think so. One yeah. more match, and then they're going to have senior night on Wednesday, October 2nd, to the, to the high school careers of, of those girls that play tennis. Yeah, definitely pop out to that game. Show support to those girls. Uh, maybe their last game. Um, so a little bit of a preview for next week's episode. I know last week we said we were going to be with Amon and Jalen. Uh, it didn't work out that way. We kind of switched gears uh, halfway through. So, but this week, this next week, I can we can tell you that we will probably be interviewing with the girls field hockey coach, Lexi Lindblad as well as boys varsity baseball coach Craig Suker. I'm very excited to talk to both of those coaches. Um, coach Suker, yes, it is not baseball season yet, and baseball season is not the next season either. However, he will be giving us some updates on the new field. Um, so, again, very excited for that. Uh, also, Coach Suker uh, has had a uh, working relationship with Coach Hudson, the new athletic director, so he can give us a little insight into um, how Coach Hudson is doing uh, in his first year as the Clayton Athletic Director. So it should be very interesting. Coach Hooker has also coached some really great players um, with baseball, including uh, Jarius Bird, who is the the cover athlete of this podcast, uh, Tim Brown, who is also a professional pitcher um, in the Australian League, um, and the other one that I can think of is pitcher Max Hunter, who is pitching at Dartmouth right now. And, of course, um, Ty Suker, his son. Of course, Ty Suker. Can't forget about Ty Suker. So, very excited for that episode. Um, 
If you listen to this episode, subscribe, give it five stars. We are now on Apple Podcasts. On Apple Podcasts. Was a very exciting. Got on. Um, Yeah, exciting. On all platforms. On all platforms now. Um, We will be coming up with a YouTube channel shortly so you can see us in the process of recording. Um, So thanks for listening. Make sure to follow the Instagram at Greyhound Time on Instagram. Uh, We post a lot of updates on there, some exclusive interviews. Check that out. And we'll see you next time. Peace.